Hello humans, welcome to The Frontline, a leadership and business podcast brought to you by Peregrine Corporate Services, an Isle of Man-based fiduciary provider. My name is Martin Hall, thanks for listening. In this podcast, we chat to an array of business leaders from different sectors to learn more about them, their market, skill sets and knowledge. We hope you enjoy. Today I'm joined by Nick. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. Yeah, thanks Martin, it's a pleasure to be here. Good, good. So provide the uh, listeners just a bit of background to your education. I presume you were brought up on the Isle of Man, your education and, uh, yeah, through those years, I guess, those early years. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, I, I wasn't actually born on the Isle of Man. I oh. was born in Sheffield and, um, you know, went through my, you know, all my schooling, you know, in, in Sheffield. And um, then I, I decided I wanted to become a banker. So still in Sheffield, I went to, you know, uni there and started to study, you know, my banking exams. Obviously, I got a job in the bank. And uh, from then, you know, I started to, you know, have aspirations, you know, to become a, you know, a, a banker. You know, and, it, and at the time, yeah, banking was all about lending money in my eyes. So, you know, you start on that your bottom of rung of the ladder, which mm-hmm. I think was very good because it, it, tre- it, it teaches you all the basics. And I think um, that's one thing that you know, I was always keen to do is start from the ground and work your mm-hmm. way up. And I think the foundation is really important. So anyway, I went to went to uni there and started to get my, my banking qualifications. And being totally honest, my career wasn't going as fast as I wanted it to. Right. So um, I decided to take uh, my life in my own hands. <laughs> and I uh, rang the area manager and said, look, I want to have a career chat. So uh, he said, OK. Two days later, I was sat in his office. He said, right, I'm going to send you to Manchester because at the time I worked for an organisation called Williams and Glynn's, which was a, a northwest-based bank. Okay. Um, I chose them because they were quite small, nimble, and I thought that, that, that would suit me better for the type of person that I was. I had a career chat, and then before I know it, within a week, I got an offer of a job in the Isle of Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the first thing I did is get Where's the Atlas that? out. Yeah. Where's that? <laughs> I said, you know, just I said, Atlas is probably <laughs> clue about my age now. Yeah, it was probably, you know, pretty, pretty internet, to be honest with you. So, um, but I, I did actually work with somebody who had an interest in the Isle of Man because they were, you know, fanatical about motorbike racing. Right. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been working with them, you know, at lunch times and stuff. They were just talking generally about, you know, the Isle of Man. And I, I, I'll be totally honest, I, I took it almost blind. You know, I didn't visit the island first. I just thought, you know, I was keen. Mm. You know, put your money away your mouth, isn't it? If you say you want to get on with your career, you know, you need a level of commitment from yourself. So I thought, Pepper. why not? Yeah. So that was it. Packed my car up, got on the ferry. And then I was there. That was approximately years ago. Yeah, approximately 30 ago. years ago. And, you know, and I just saw it as a big adventure, really. And to go back to that thought in the early days and I, I often go back to school years of deciding on a career what what made you want to go into banking was that a, a parents pushing you down that route or just something that kind of lit it, your fire if that yeah, lit your fire like, at 17 I don't know yeah it, it was something that, that that appealed to me my all, all my family were either in the you know doing steelworks building or something like that my brother he was training to be a QS so it wasn't as if it was something that was in the family what interesting enough one of my friends at school you know, he, he decided early on that he wanted to go into banking. The irony of it is he didn't in the end. But I started to look into it. I thought, oh, this sounds really interesting. You know, many years ago, you know, <laughs> uh, banking was a career for life. Yeah. Um, says me here now, so nothing to do with the bank. But, you know, it was. And, and you know, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, the more I learned about it, the more interested I got in it. So I thought, yeah, I've got to have a go. So you land on the Isle of Man. You don't get on the next ferry back when you see the place. So you obviously liked it when you initially arrived here. Yeah, I mean, what was 
what was quite nice about it is the, the bank at the time when I joined it was the RBS by as I said Williams and Glynn's region but we were taken over it was a you know quite a good acquisition for them um, in terms of the northwest but obviously I decided to move on with my career and went went, went to the Isle of Man and you know it was I was number 20 on the payroll Hi. right and they were obviously looking to expand so with expansion comes opportunity and uh, I remember my, my, my first job was in advances so as I said earlier you know this is great you know banking's all about lending uh, what they didn't tell me though it was the part of the advances department was the recovery right. so it was all about getting money back that had been lent you know once again fantastic because if you see how it goes wrong when you're given that opportunity to sanction things yourself you know yeah, I think right. it's uh, you know it, it's a, a very steep learning curve and you learn very quickly when you start knocking on people's doors ringing people asking them to you know repay you you know it, it's a great it, it, you know it's yeah. a great educational experience and how long were you there with the bank I was there for about 10 years right and in, in that time you know things changed in banking and you know, in in the meantime, I got fully qualified. Um, I was ACIB now FCIB. I was going to say, were you studying during that period? Yeah, fairly right. driven from the game. Yeah. Listening to you now. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've met a lot of people in my time, and one thing I always you know, suggest to people is that you know, find something, have a passion, and go with it, and be good at it. Um, but also, if there are exams, qualifications, get some stripes on your arms because that is a passport. To, to other things and hopefully you know you, you, we'll talk a bit about you know what else I've done yeah. by having those stripes on my arms it, it provided me with opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah it's always going to equip you better studying than not studying yeah I'm totally sure agree. you can move on without it but like you say it's yeah I mean we now I know we, we, we both work in sort of well financial services mm. or that that part of the market you know we, we're highly regulated now and it's it's all about yeah. you know what stripes you have you know just to get you on the pitch really yeah, yeah, and then agree. you can start thinking about what it, what you're actually going to do yeah so that those 10 years with the bank ended was that you looking for a new challenge two things really um like i said banking changed you know i'd studied long and hard you had your own lending limits you know you i think at the time i could lend up to you know like half a million pounds for, for mortgages and stuff like that and then they started to pair it back you know because everything started to get centralized and you know I felt my wings were being clipped a little bit and uh, I, I worked with somebody who'd, uh, who'd, who'd left the bank because I think they felt similar but they were in a different department not in lending they were in funds and they went up to uh, an international life company on the Isle of Man and uh, an opportunity came up there so you know the usual thing by you know by knowing people you know the Alamance a relatively small place uh, I got a phone call saying look there's a job up here Nick you know you might be interested so we just went up for a, just a, a chat first of all before you actually put any application in and it was it was really interesting yeah. you know, it was basically group treasury manager uh, for this international life company which involved you know moving money around the world bringing it back lending money into the London money markets and then just uh, for good measure I was a manager of the box which may basically means you manage the underlying um, pools of investments uh, that people move in and out of and there's an element of you can run long or short on that which I don't know if people know what that means but basically it's almost like a bank account you can be in overdraft or you can be in credit but as the market moves it can move in your favour or against you I think Mr. Leeson made a mistake when he was doing that sort of stuff and yeah. he, he got the wrong side of it. So he's doing that type of stuff, which, you know, was totally new to me. 
but that was one of the advantages I think of when you come to the island you do get you know some great opportunities yeah and that's you know an example of one of them that I've taken but I suppose jumping ahead one of the questions I was going to chat was about networking but there you talk about that opportunity of someone you used to work with that then presented an opportunity down the road and I guess that's one of the key things with with any network and is that you chat to someone today and it might be that five years down the road something comes off so it's it, I guess networking's a long hard lifetime I use the word slog it's not probably not the right word but it can be continue. yeah 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 but there's different ways of networking you know I, I see networking you've got your you've got your formal networking which is stuff that perhaps me and you might do you know if you go to London and you you know we, we go to some of these dinners and that is you know that is quite formal but I think there's also informal you know things like clubs societies you know I know you're big into your cycle Martin and you know and and, and I say so am I. I I used to be but that's built a whole network of people yeah. I played cricket a whole network of people I played football a whole network of people yeah. so by doing those team sports as well you're almost networking but in an informal way and you know interesting people play football interesting people play cricket yeah. and interesting people cycle I like in well, I use that word interesting they're not all in financial services yeah, they're, yeah. they're in all different walks of life and I quite like that yeah no absolutely that you broad know, range yeah and chatting with the last couple of guests we've talked they, they do volunteer work and we talked about charities and again another way of one perhaps contributing to the community but also again it's a networking opportunity doing that volunteer work or, or helping with that charity yeah I mean I, I used to be in round table I mm. was uh, you know chairman of round table you know there was a lot of uh, you know charity around that there was awful lot of drinking around it as well <laughs> if it wanted to be true part of the networking yeah absolutely yeah. you know but once again that, that opens you up to all sorts of people from you know all, all different walks of life yeah and you know, I still see those people today. Yeah, and we yeah. still chuckle about things that we did, trips that we went away on, you know, and 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 that sort of stuff. Some stuff I could probably tell you about, and some stuff I wouldn't <laughs> we'll keep want to tell record. you about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, some stuff you didn't want your wife to know about either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with doing the fun work for a while, and then I, I know you moved on to Trust and Company, which is obviously the environment we're in here. Yeah. Again, was that a a new step for a new challenge for someone who seems pretty wants to be challenged and. Yeah, well, in, in, in some ways, my, my hand was turned slightly, you know, in, in, into that role because uh, th th this uh, life company, they, they, they were looking to, you know, split their book. At the moment, I had, when I was working there, I had responsibility for Hong Kong, Europe, the UK, mm. you know, and group, the group treasury function for that. But what they decided to do is they wanted to make Europe its own entity. So in effect, that, that basically chopped my, my job in half. Uh, they had a plan. It was approximately an eight, uh, a 12 to 18 month plan in which we needed to you know separate out and in, in effect I went over to Luxembourg to train them up over there on what I was doing you know and it was it was quite a friendly you know departure it was quite good because I had a, a timeline that I could work to yeah. and so when you get sort of like nine months to go you can start doing your networking yeah, and going yeah. meeting people you know going to the right places in town and, and, and get an opportunity and, and in essence that's what I did you know, we, we set them up in Luxembourg, which was great. Everyone was happy. And then uh, I managed to uh, secure a job with a, a Class 5, uh, you know, trust provider. Yeah. Which once again provided me with, you know, a whole new set of I say another industry, albeit in financial, it's another industry, another... Yeah, but you know what? As I said earlier about being qualified, when you, you know, when I did my banking exams, they, there's some, there's some great... Um, I suppose crossover, isn't it, as well? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, think about banking. You, you're probably the jack of all trades, master of none. 
uh, it, being honest as well, you know, when you work in a bank, you think I thought I knew everything, but it was a it was a slightly different world when you get out there. Yeah. But I think what the bank did it, it equipped me with some of the best training programs, you know, that you can find in any organisation to cope with those changes and how to manage it yeah, yeah. and how to think about it in a in in, in a business way. So, so that jack of all trade, I suppose, probably fits nicely with what you do now because you you have such a broad range of people you meet mm. uh, from I suppose high nets to people you know relocating to businesses relocating so yeah again it seems like a pretty good fit that when the opportunity with with the government came up yeah well just to finish off on on, yeah. on the trust what actually happened the uh, we had one rather large client in there and then he used to say he died and we had a you know a pay down um, I was the most expensive person on the books because I was CEO. And you know, we came up with an agreement with my with my boss at the time. We get it to a certain place, and then I, you know, then I moved on. Yeah. And you know, that's how we decided to do it. So then I thought, you know, I'll take a month out because I'd worked every day since I left school. Right. You know, so I thought I'd have a bit, right. bit of time for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm was quite a I'm quite a compulsive guy, and I ended up doing a lot of cycling. And uh, I, I remember this vividly. You know, you get to one point in life where you look back and I'd, I'd done about, in a day, not a lot for some people, but done about 150 miles in the day. I'd raced as well as part of that. I was at the bottom of a, a famous hill on the Isle of Man uh, at Sulby. And uh, I was dry and I had to go down in the river and fill my bottle up because <laughs> I was, you know, I was just, yeah, yeah. I was just out. And I got home and that, that night I decided, you know, I perhaps needed to do something yeah, to, yeah. Uh, you know, keep me off the streets. I, even um, listening to you now and talking about those jumps into different different financial sectors and that dr- that drive, kind of almost every time your your wings are clipped, you you need you need that. Yeah. You're on the go constantly. Yeah, which is yeah. not something I knew about you to be honest before yeah. we chat. I, I think you know I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm quite a private person, believe it or not, and I do evaluate myself you know frequently. Um, but I remember when I walked in the house that day, was I thought to myself, "Are you okay?" And I was just absolutely out. And at that point, I knew before I got home that I needed to do something, yeah, and that yeah. was just confirmation, really. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the job hunting began. Yep. And then. Uh, and was that that opportunity there, or again, how did that come about to for that role? It, the opportunity, it was it was there, and I just saw it. Right. And uh, interestingly enough, it was there was there was somebody from my network that I knew in there, and I said, "Look, can I have a chat with you?" Yeah. It's somebody I used to play football with. You know, he worked in the department. He wasn't actually offering the job. Um, but uh, it would have been working, you know, closely with him. So, yeah. uh, you know, I could get a bit of, not so much inside track, more about wanting to know what the job was, how it would fit with me. Is it something that I would be happy with? Because obviously I'm, I'm getting, you know, getting a bit more mature now. So it's not all about the money. It's it's yeah. about enriching yourself. And, you know, the Alaman's been brilliant to me. And I thought this was a great opportunity that, you know, I could actually give something back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And utilise that broad, you know, the broad breadth of skills that I've had, yeah. you know, in my career to hopefully for the advantage of the island. It's again, it's just back to that networking, isn't it? Like you say, it's an old football friend. It's Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that role today compared to when you started, has that moved a lot from from over that period of time? It, I think the emphasis has tended to move. You know, I think it's always been, you know, we're, we're always looking to try and, you know, increase the working population. Uh, we've got to be respectful of the locals that are here, which is why we have things like, you know, work permits. Um, so, you know, it's all about increasing, you know, the working population because yeah, yeah. we do have an aging population yeah. and it's something that we, 
you know, we need to address, and I think the government's trying it, its best to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are in a political environment as well, so it's it's not like a you know, it's not like having a dictatorship when you work in a business. I mean, I know you're working here, but it, it's slightly different. You, mm. You've got that that short decision process, um, and when you throw politics in there, things can take you know a little bit longer. But I think generally speaking, no, it's you know that it, it's the same. It's the same game in town. Yeah. But perhaps a little bit of emphasis. You know, we've had COVID that's come on the scene now. Yeah. You know, and the government's done a lot to try and you know support businesses. Yeah. And you know, we need to try and keep keep alive what we've got and try and get through this uh, you know this crisis. So, so I, I I suppose on that and on locate. So I was riding home last night, and again, we've just chatted before we came on air about the long ride home, which is the, yep. you know commute home from from uh, and we'll, we'll post some photographs of. You know, what a beautiful island we've got but so, so maybe in a nutshell when you look at locate Isle of Man and, and what it's trying to trying to do and achieve and, and where it's trying to aim maybe give us some headlines of that yeah well I mean locate we what, what we're trying to do is, is make the journey to the Isle of Man very simple we're also trying to showcase the Isle of Man so that if businesses are, are thinking about you know the Isle of Man we, we can hopefully shortcut a lot of the research we can get them straight to the nub of, of, of you know of, of what the Isle of Man is all about so they can make a, a quick informed assessment of the Isle of Man and how that will you know you know will work for them I mean I, I deal with there's two aspects in my job there's one that I'd probably say is skilled workers and working with companies so that's helping them understand the lay of the land here for instance you know we have this thing called work permits uh, it might involve immigration you know I've, I've been away with guys from your company in South Africa you know, and interesting enough, I've got somebody who's actually, you know, they, they've act, I've seen that journey. I've, I've spoke with them in South Africa and then hopefully they'll be coming in a, in a, in a few months' time. Yeah, yeah. And nothing gives me greater satisfaction than, you know, playing a part Yeah, in that. helping them that journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of the high net worth piece, you know, I, I, I work with a, you know, if, if, if fortunate for people to refer the inquiry on or sometimes my phone rings and it's people just trying to understand a little bit about the Isle of Man. You know, that, that is very interesting. And I think we've got a great proposition. You know, we've yeah. got relative no tax. We've got something called the tax cap, which can work very nicely for people. And there's some other little tricks called the key employee concession. So if you want to set a business up here, you've got other businesses throughout the world, you can bring that worldwide income to the Isle of Man at 0% for three years. So that can be quite a strong tool. Yeah, yeah. You know, particularly people who are looking to amass the cash and then perhaps go on another project. We can, you know, we can assist with that, but it's only for a limited period of time. Um, it's not that aggressive compared to, you know, other other territories. So I think we're fair in what we do in, in that respect. And people that want to get more information on it, it's lo- well, we'll stick the website in the in the foot of the show notes. But it's locate. Yes, locate. I am is yeah. is where you can find a lot of the information. But there's myself and another another lady, Kelly, who are more than happy they can ring up if they can't find the information. Because what, what we've found is as, as time's progressed in the locate, they were probably on our, nearly on our third year now, you know, you put more information on the website, you get to the point that there is a lot of information there. And it's all good, valuable information, but sometimes it's a little bit harder to find. So we're more than happy to take any phone calls. Yeah, pick the phone up and have, have, a, have yeah. a chat. So, yeah. so when you, when we look at when we go back six months before COVID, and I suppose if you sit around a table and go, the borders are going to shut, and part of your job is to attract business and 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 opportunities here, it it, it, it obviously feels like a, a large wall in your way. But 
and from what I hear, it's probably had the opposite effect, whereby because we have had the ability to shut our borders and control what we do, that that's actually appealing to a lot of people. Is that what you've seen? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I'm, we can all be critical of, you know, our leaders and powers that be, but I think they've got this. I think they've done it spot on, mm. to, be, to, to be honest. I mean, the problem that we have now is that we, we, we're like nothing's ever happened almost other than being able to travel yeah you know you go out at night you go to a pub you know I'm, I'm organizing you know sunday lunch with my friends you know we're going into laxi and all this sort of stuff and you know my brother's in sheffield thinking well you know no more than six no more yeah, yeah. and it's so easy i think to, to lose sight of what's actually happening you know somewhere else so i think we've done it really well i think you know, there's a difficult decision that needs to be made at some point. I, I wouldn't fancy making it. Yeah, you know, yeah. when do we open the borders or how can we open them in a way that protects us here yeah. and gives us that quality of life? Yeah. Uh, but we've done really well on that. Um, and has there been a peak, peak of interest? It's, we, we've had, we, yeah, we've had, we, we've had quite a few inquiries. Uh, some of them, you know, probably just people fishing, you know, yeah. but you're going to get that anyway. Yeah. Um, but certainly in some of the high net worths, they've, it's, I won't say it. It's made them make a decision. I think. Yeah. I think it. You know, wherever they've been, they decided to move their plans forward. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're looking at ways that hopefully we can try and, you know, assist. You know, with them moving to the island without endangering, you know, the uh, the population. There's ways you can do that anyway, but we want to make sure that it's fair. You know, for for, for all and sundry. You know, there's no fast route for one compared to another. Yeah, you know, right. we, we've, yeah, got, yeah. we've got to be equitable in this. But there are ways that people can get to the island in these difficult circumstances, so long as they've got a contractual obligation. You know, mm. for instance, if your firm wanted to employ somebody yeah, and have yeah. a need, you could, you, could, you could get them here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or if people buy property, that's another way that you can actually, you know, come here because you've got a contractual obligation. All that stuff is dealt with by the Cabinet Office, not our department. Yeah, right. So but again, uh, you can point people in the right direction. Well, uh, and, yeah, 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 we get a lot of inquiries, you know, for yeah. people. You know, and some people with compassionate leave, you know, who want to come and visit elderly relatives yeah, yeah. and stuff that might not be too well. Yeah, you know, so we are, we can help in that in that respect, signposting. I, I guess, again, going back to that, that networking earlier in that, I suppose one of the key skills in your role is to be able to point people in the right direction, not always be able yep. to necessarily help them. It's just, I know someone or I might know someone who knows someone. Yep. And that small community. And, yeah. yeah, it is. A, being in government, it's a fine balance as well, you know, because... You know, you can't prefer people. Yeah. Uh, you've got to try and be fair to, uh, you know, everybody. But part of my role is to know <clears throat> perhaps what people's fortes are. You know, and some people just won't want to play in a certain space. And, yeah. you, and, and you know that. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you can provide them with, you know, reasonable opportunities. Because what I wouldn't want to do is frustrate somebody and not, not get yeah. them in front of somebody, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if, if I was ever to be criticised for, you know, landing somebody here because I might have done things not quite right, I'd, I'd take that on the chin. I'd learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that they're in the economy and they're, you know, they're spending and they're employing people, you know, the, yeah. there is that balance and of I, course. I, I respect that. And one of the things certainly in, in my, my, my career I've always looked at whenever I'm in a business, it's, it's not about what competitors are doing, it's about what, what we can do in, in this building. Is that very much the government approach of, I don't really care what Guernsey, Jersey and whatever else is doing, our focus is, this is what we can offer and the yeah. sale is here. You know, once you, if you play sports, it's all about play to your strengths. Yeah, yeah know what the people do is important, yeah, yeah. but, you know, don't don't make that take your eye off the ball. Yeah, yeah. We know what we're good at, we know what our USPs are. You know, and, and 
you know, I'm, I, I don't like to trash other territories either. You know, I, I know the guys in Jersey and Guernsey really well because we all go to yeah, networking yeah. events. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think they'd be honest enough and I'm honest enough with them that we know how we can, how we're different. And, you know, that, yeah, that's, and then play that's to it. our strengths. Play to our strengths, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've got a free property market. There's other places in the world that you, you don't. People could come to the Isle of Man, buy, you can buy a property tomorrow and, and you relocate here and nobody would know that you're here. Yeah, yeah. You go to other territories, you have to register first with them, you know, and there's it's a restricted property market. So there's things like that that we know that we're stronger and I think we get a certain type of person because of that. And, and I... A question, or maybe just a final question to wrap up around, obviously one of your important part of your role was traveling and, and networking, which yeah. obviously during COVID is ex- extremely hard. How, I suppose, within the government, how the government and certainly within your department adapted to that? Again, not the government's bureaucratic anywhere in the world, but it's often or sometimes more bureaucratic than the private sector. Yeah. How, how, have you, how have you guys adapted to that? Well, I have to say, I, I suppose... Uh, necessity is the mother of invention you know and if you'd have said um, you know would you have I don't know something like 90% of government employees all working from home within you know a week would that be possible mm-hmm. and then, you know before COVID everyone had gone no but I think it just shows you it, it, it changed people's mindset and we were so we can adapt but um, that's one example of how the government's adapted we've also adapted about you know what our what what our communication lines are going out and how we need to sort of reach new audiences or yeah. the audience, but via different media. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's great. I'm doing this stuff with you with you today. Hopefully, we can share some of this content. You know, on our on our web page, but we're also doing things like webinars yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, that we can broadcast out. Um, it's yeah. good to hear because I think sometimes there's a perception from the, I call it the outside world that you know you're like a or governments in general and this isn't particularly or, or certainly isn't that argument but a slow turning in, in reacting yeah. to things and I've see, seen the the quick uh, adapting yeah uh, I think some parts of government can change a lot faster than others if you need to change legislation that takes time yeah, yeah. you know but you know we're sort of the department the department for enterprise I work in you know we are I see us very much as a front end you know and we, we, we can actually we have a certain amount of latitude, you know, on how we reach the market. We can do all of that, and it, and it's great that we we love partnering with with industry. You guys are in there every day of the week, twenty four seven. You know what your clients need. You know what they're expecting. You know you're a lot closer. So it's good for us if we can partner with you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 you know, if you like, share some of the costs at times. Yeah, yeah. Know? No, I've I've seen that, and I, again, I chat to to many clients, and it's it's certainly the reaction is that the, the government are here to help yeah. uh, and help us develop those yeah and there's also you know there's things as well that we can help you know if, if people are looking to relocate there's certain bits of financial assistance that we can provide and also if, if you guys are going off island and you know you might go into an exhibition or something there's certain costs that we can um, subsidize for yeah, you yeah yeah you know, yeah i've been through that grant process yeah yeah, yeah. you know and, and that can and you know sometimes what you can you can do that for a year so if you know you're going to four events you don't have to put four separate uh, applications you can put one application in and then as you go through them we'll reimburse you as and when yeah. you've been to these events so there's ways we can try and work with you you know yeah. to, to help that I think I think that often gets mi- or well gets missed because uh, again it was something in my previous employment which we weren't even aware of so again it's getting that knowledge out there to people isn't it and yeah. knowing that they can get some support and help uh, absolutely to grow absolutely. the business yeah yeah okay well, thanks for coming in today Nick it's been very informative 
as I say, well, if you've got no, 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 hopefully not in the footnotes of the, again, we'll add your LinkedIn profile. If people want to link in with you and, and catch up with you and your contact details on the website. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I look forward to seeing your details on the long ride home and hopefully it'll match up to mine tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Okay. Thank you, Martin. Thanks everyone for listening.